Welcome. Today is Monday, October 8th. Happy National Pierogi Day to all my fellow Polacks out there. We start by recapping the best oh, Oktoberfest beers in the market. We talk a UFC fight that extends after the winner is determined, how Alvin Kamara is tearing up the NFL, how OBJ is unhappy in NYC. We tackle 13 hours and 60 minutes. Let's go. This is the Matt and Muse Show with Matt Hensler and Adam Musinski. Welcome back. What's up, dude? Matt and Muse Show, number 15. Still doing this, everybody. We are hitting milestones here, left and right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> hitting something. Airwaves. <laughs> Hopefully your ears, too. Tens of people are going to see this. Tens of people. Um, well, let's get to it. Let's. What's new, man? I know you had a big appointment today. I did. Olivia had her uh, four-month checkup today. She is 15 pounds, 26 inches long. Nice. Healthy. Very healthy. She needs to do a little more tummy time we hear. Need to build those core muscles. And uh, she can start eating oatmeal. So that's exciting. That is exciting. She's growing up, becoming a big girl. Your food bill is about to go through the roof. Excellent. I'll start growing my own oats. You're going to buy stuff you didn't even know existed. <laughs> Such as? Baby oatmeal and rice. <laughs> <laughs> Whole milk yogurt. That's Infant a, yogurt. That's all that all sounds disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. You get used to it, though. Whatever. You always have snacks in your house, then. Good. We always have goldfish. I love snacks. Um, So, yeah, it was very exciting. Hank, my wonderful dog today, destroyed a deck of cards. So that was cool. (laughs) This is the first day he was home alone all day since Olivia was born, I'm pretty sure. And uh, he decided to destroy I don't even know where he got the deck of cards. I've been looking for that deck of cards for months, and he found it, and he chewed (laughs) it up. So that was fun to come home to. So he got a royal flush. That was stupid. Dad jokes. That wasn't even a good dad joke. Dad that jokes. was bad as far as dad jokes are concerned. <laughs> um, and I'm tired. You really look tired. tired. Thanks, man. You're welcome. Appreciate that. <laughs> How was your week? It was good. You had an eventful weekend. Yeah, we did. We had a garage sale. Um, weather was horrible for it. It was it ended up being pretty warm, but it rained the entire morning. But we we did pretty well, so we're happy with it. Um, watch a lot of football. Uh, Jameson officially knows how to say football. He'll literally be like, we're watching football. Just look at the TV go, football, football. Yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> Went to the store before we started recording and uh, walking down the sports aisle. There was footballs everywhere. And he just looking at him, football, football, football. So we might have a football player in our hands. Good for you. Right? Um, so we asked. It's pretty boring other than that in my life. <laughs> Adam's <laughs> that never a very eventful uh, week, I guess. That's okay, though. Going camping this weekend. The stories will come. Don't worry. Where are you going? Uh, we are going to Lapeer South, but we do Halloween camping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tell me about so that. So it's... It's going to be cold, but it's looking fairly dry, which is the first for like ten last 10 years, I think it rained. So we're pretty excited for it. So you went Halloween camping before you had a kid? 
I've been going Halloween camp for probably 20 years. So, like, as a teenager and young adult? Yeah. You just go, you hang out, you drink beer. Okay. It's, dude, it's totally so worth it. There's more to it than. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you go camping, people set up all their stuff, but all the, I mean, when Mel and I didn't have kids, we just sit there and drink all weekend. That sounds lovely. It is. It's a fun time. It's probably why it was so much fun. We don't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, speaking of Halloween and fall, Oktoberfest season's in full gear, so we wanted to ask you what your favorite Oktoberfest beer is. Uh, we actually had a really good response with this. I was very happy to see everyone chiming in. Uh, we had a variety of answers. Hacker Shore, Bell, Sam Adams, Dragon Mead. Rochester Mills, Vorsteiner, Hofbrau, Frankenmuth, um, and they still keep piling in. So all fine, all fine beers. Yeah, yeah, they're all great. Um, None of them are the best, though. So. Well, one of them is. So thank you guys for giving us your two cents and your thoughts. It was nice to see not only Michigan beers but actual traditional German Oktoberfest beers. You're all wrong, though. All Matt, Matt thinks you're all wrong. I think one person's correct, but I'll let Matt explain why everyone's wrong first. My favorite and the best Oktoberfest there is is Polliner's Oktoberfest Weizen. Not the Martzen, the Weizen. So it's a lighter-colored Oktoberfest. It's much more traditional German-style Oktoberfest. Originally, it was brewed hundreds and hundreds of years ago to celebrate the wedding of a German king. And they've been brewing it ever since then. It's the only Polliner Oktoberfest offered at Oktoberfest in Munich. And the stuff is freaking delicious. I should know because I drank some while the fire alarm was going off <laughs> last Friday at an event. We all saw that on Instagram. It was a good time. Tons of fun. Delicious beer. It is a good beer. I'll give you that. Um, my, I go a little more malty with mine, so I went with Rochester Mills Oktoberfest. Um, you damn American. Yeah, I am. Proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually, so it's a Marzen style. But this is actually one of the, when I first started getting into beer that I had, and I was like, you guys did this right, and I want all of it. And since then, we've been selling the crap out of this beer. It's awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I love it. It holds up, too. It's a beer you can actually drink year-round, and it's actually good year-round. Um, they got a heck of a shelf life on there. Um, but, yeah. I hate the name Oktoberfest. Why? Because people think that it's bad outside of october and that's totally oh, not true yeah i uh, yeah i get what you're saying it's frustrating yeah it's yeah it's good beer it's a marzen beer it's just named oktoberfest because that's what they drink in germany and i don't know that's <laughs> cool man at least you know <laughs> <laughs> so um mlb mlb postseason yes. my favorite time of the year except for hunting season in the beginning of the mlb season beginning of football season I like the winter, too, especially in between the holidays there. Those are really fun. My birthday's okay, too, but I don't like when it snows on my birthday. I like when it snows right before my birthday. Don't be too picky now. So it will be postseason's here, finally. Um, lots of good games so far in the first AL series we're going to talk about between New York and Boston. Uh, um, right now the series is tied 1-1. Game three is on right now, which by the time Wednesday comes around, everything's going to be figured out. But... <laughs> As of 8.35 on Monday evening, Boston's up one nothing. My money's on Boston. Um, they took game one, 5-4. New York took uh, game two, 6-2. Uh, they hit four home runs in that game. 
Gary Sanchez had two of them. They mm-hmm. just they were crushing the ball out of Fenway. It was unreal. When they came back to New York tonight, David Price was announced as a non-starter for Boston, and the Yankees cheered him because he only lasted an inning <laughs> two-thirds against the Yankees in game two. And it was funny. Um, See, Boston, y'all thought you took all our players and were going to do good. <laughs> no, they're going to do good. They're going to make the World Series, and then they're going to lose it. It's absolutely what's going to happen. I... I like Houston. I think the Bo Sox Houston series is going to be really good, but I have they got to beat the Yankees first. I think they'll beat the Yankees. Um, if you don't know, Houston swept Cleveland three games, seven to two, three to one, eleven to three. Uh, it was really not a competition. Verlander pitched very well. All Cle- their pitchers do really well, to be honest. Cleveland is done as being a threat in the postseason. Yay! I'm very happy about that. Um, over the NL, Colorado uh, was swept by Milwaukee. 3-2 to two in the first game. That was a 10-inning game. It was a really, really good game. After that, 4 nothing, 6 nothing. Really no contest. Um, Colorado was one of those teams, just like Oakland, had no business in the postseason, in my opinion. They had a good shell of players, but nobody really to carry them through. Um, Dodgers in Atlanta, though, that series just ended just before the podcast tonight. The Dodgers won game four, and they're moving on to the NLCS to face Milwaukee. Dodgers won six nothing, three nothing, lost game three, six to five, and a nail biter. And then they won tonight six to two. So congrats to the Dodgers. Going into tonight's game. Go Dodgers. It's just the Dodgers. Going into tonight's game, though, which I think is pretty fa- fantastic and really fascinating. Twenty eight home runs have been hit so far this postseason. And that's impressive. That's a lot. That's a lot of home runs. Houston right now is batting right around 300, just above 300 if I'm not mistaken. And Milwaukee has an ERA of .64 in the postseason. Granted, that's only four games. They swept Colorado, and then there was the um, uh, wild card uh, playing game. Sorry. That's still impressive. But, yeah, that's very impressive. As a team, .64. Yep. So it's it's a fun postseason so far, and it's... What I've noticed in postseason games and series in the last 10 years, more and more power, less and less base hits. And that's just the direction the MLB's going. And in the postseason, these home runs mean so much more than they do in game 58 of the regular season. Oh, for sure. So seeing this happen, I mean, it's keeping people in the seats. People are getting pumped. Seeing Atlanta back in the postseason for the first time in a few years is great to see. Mm-hmm. Um it's been fun to watch so far. The ALCS should be a really good series. NLCS, I kind of like. Uh, I kind of like the Dodgers to win that one again, like they did last year. But Milwaukee's going to be a going to be a tough opponent for sure. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy out, but I think the Dodgers will take it. I'm I'm on the Dodgers camp just because of our local minor league team um, is affiliated with the Dodgers. But yeah, go Dodgers. That's all I got to say about it right now. I mean, <laughs> until I know what happened with New York and Boston, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot so that by, can be said. By next week, we should be able to give you some uh, World Series picks, and yeah, we'll go from there. So, my money's still on still on Boston to lose yeah. to the Dodgers. Oh uh, yeah, that, I guess right now, me too. Yeah, I'm taking Dodgers. If the Dodgers don't do anything this year, they're going to fold. They've yeah. been so close so many times in the last five years that I mean, they they were down to Game Seven last year. At home against Houston, yeah, and Houston says, "You know what? 
screw you guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to win. And so uh, I, I think this year's got to be the year, and I think it will be. Yeah, they got to go all in at this. And like you were saying, if they don't win it this year, I think they're going to be just about done as a contender for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, baseball. Love it. Love it. You know what else I love? Tupac uh, Shakur. Yeah. Reportedly, Serge Knight Jr. says Tupac's alive and well and living in Malaysia. To follow up these <laughs> Instagram posts, Suge Knight then said, no, I'm not on drugs. <laughs> so the fact that you have to state that you're not on drugs makes me kind of think that you might be on drugs. Then he said the Illuminati's coming after everyone. 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 And they're going to get us all. Yep. They're already after him and they're going to get us all. Yeah. No, it's it's one of those things. The guy's a, crazy. Yeah. As a big Pac fan, I've whatever came up on my feed and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. I don't know. Unless there's hope. I mean, him and Biggie are smoking blunts somewhere. Who cares if they're dead at this point? They haven't <laughs> done anything good for society in the last 20, 20 years. 20 years. They probably left like the perfect time, though. Oh, absolutely. Society's kind of screwy. Uh, my fantasy football team crapped the bed this week. Yeah. Last week, I scored 217 points. This week, I might not score 100. Are you I, serious? I need Drew Brees to go like 400 yards with four TDs tonight. That'd be cool. Of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, though, he'd be the one to do it. He needs 211 yards, I believe, to be the all, so, all-time all leading passer. 211 or 201. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping he's going to go for it and then like double it. That'd be perfect. That would be. His first two passes tonight, he had 48 yards and two passes. So that's a good start. Right. You're on the right direction. Just keep it going. No sacks, Just, no picks. Don't yeah. suck. And then Brandon Cooks got his world rock yesterday. I That hit, he's, I think he's dead. <laughs> it really looked like it. I think it was a catch, though. They didn't give him a catch. <laughs> that really ticked me off. It's because he kind of died. We'll get to hits later. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Uh, speaking of hits, <laughs> McGregor uh, wants a rematch with Khabib already. Good. He posted out there that uh, it was a good fight and ready for the rematch. However, as everyone knows by now, Khabib and company went after McGregor's corner after the fight. Uh, there were three arrests, um, which ended up being released at the time after talking to uh, what's-his-face with the UFC. But, yeah, sanctions are pending, suspensions, fines, forfeiture of belt, um, could be may spend time in jail um to wait for the investigation to go through with that but anyways you can conor mcgregor has four or five losses now in the ufc and he's still the reason that fight made as much money as they did even Absolutely. though khabib lost his first round in this fight 26 and 0 going into here and he lost his first round not fight round but the problem is khabib's not a trash talker like wildly successful asshole like Conor McGregor is um what I thought was obviously is very unprofessional that can be fought McGregor's friends I guess his posse whatever crew um what I thought was really funny is in his post-fight interview he said, I can't believe people are still talking about this. It had literally oh. been seven minutes since he jumped over the side of the ring and beat the crap out of all of Conor McGregor's friends. Right. And then he couldn't believe people were still talking about it. Like, dude. It's like, come on, man. It just happened. People are going to be talking about this for a very long time. Yeah. 
Like you were going into that interview after the fight to answer questions on the fight. You jumped over the freaking octagon. Come on. I did hear. I didn't see it in. Uh, I didn't see the beginning of the incident. I just saw the end. That's all the videos I can mm. find. From what I hear, though, Conor McGregor threw the first punch. So that's why he's not pressing charges. Gotcha. Conor was smart, though. He didn't even go to the post fight interviews or anything. Well, he got his ass kicked. I wouldn't yeah. either. Oh. He's the, the biggest problem. Conor McGregor's biggest Achilles heel is he was, he's not a wrestler. And Khabib yeah. was. A video actually came to the surface yesterday, the day before. Uh, Khabib, as a young man, wrestled a bear. This was a baby bear. I think it was like a baby grizzly bear. And he won. He, he beat a bear in a wrestling match. So he's probably going to be pretty good at fighting humans if he can fight bears. So fun fight. Fun. Even more fun fight after the fight. Yeah. And waiting for the rematch. But we'll see what happens. The rematch that neither of us will pay for. Exactly. I didn't pay for this fight. I didn't either. Nope. Uh, Gary Sanchez hit a home run 479 feet. To dead center at Fenway. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So basically that, what happened is... That ball just kept going. Oh, he well, the, the at-bat before, he struck out after he sort of got into it with the pitcher because he kept calling time and the pitcher yeah. struck him out. The next at-bat, he obviously wasn't happy. He hit this ball so freaking far. It, it cleared the stadium in dead center. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. It was... It would If it was Comerica Park, it would have hit the camera well. Oh, easily. Maybe maybe above the camera mill. Camera yeah. well. It was amazing. That was insane. The guy is cock diesel strong. Oh, yeah. And he's not even the strongest person on the Yankees. No. Then you wonder why they hit the bajillion home runs this season. Set the record this year. Yep. Good for them, I guess. Stupid Yankees. <laughs> I hate the Yankees. Their plane needs to get grounded on the runway, and they can't make their uh, next series if they end up beating Boston. <laughs> Um, Miguel Sano of the Cleveland Indians ran over a police officer. Um, he was... Uh, <laughs> I didn't see this. Really? Yeah. Well, it was very interesting. So, um, after the Indians finished their their uh, regular season, uh, Sano went back home to the Dominican Republic to visit family, hang out with friends. That's where he's from. Right. And outside of a nightclub, he allegedly ran over a police officer, broke the police officer's leg, and is currently awaiting potential follow-up charges. As of right now, no charges are being filed. Uh, but yeah, he <laughs> hit a police officer with his car. Dude. It said it said it was in the articles an accident, but didn't reveal anything about him being intoxicated or anything. But it was outside of a nightclub. He was driving a car, and he hit a cop. So I feel like more is going to come out about this eventually. Yeah. But so far, nothing's been said. Here, okay. There's a rule. I think it was. Um, coach of Arizona right now football anyways he had a rule nothing good happens after midnight or 10 p.m. or something and then my other point is why are these millionaires not paying someone to drive them home you have ungodly amounts of money it's Dominican Republic there's no laws there but still, I don't know if that's true. That's obviously not true. There's police officers. Well, there are, but no, they drive like crazy there. I went there on my honeymoon. It's nuts. They're driving over medians and everything. Fear for my life. But you make so much money. Just be safe and pay someone to drive you home, man. Like when Maggie got arrested. Yeah. Like you know who I am. 
You know who I yeah, am. Yeah, we do know who, who you are, and we do know you have a ton of money. Why are you driving? If I was rich and famous like all these dudes making all this money, I'd be like, you know what? I'm hiring a driver for the Absolutely. entire time I'm alive. Well, sad news, though. There was just a stretch limo that got in an accident and people died. No, I, I know sad. it could still happen. I know. That's sad, though. Herm Edwards. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring us down. No, you're fine. Herm Edwards. Nothing good happens after, like, 10 o'clock. Oh, I thought you were thinking if I coach it, I wouldn't have known. I didn't realize you meant Herm Edwards. Like, Arizona State <laughs> football coach. <laughs> you said Arizona. State. I didn't hear you say State. Oh, maybe I did. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, moving he has, on. He has some of the best co- quotes, though. Well, he wrote a book, didn't he? Did we do this last we time, did too? this last time. It was Tony Dungy. Tony wrote Dungy a book. wrote a book. Him and his wife wrote a book. Herm Edwards did not. Herm Edwards just said, I want winners. I want players that want to win. Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy look the same. Yeah, except completely opposite, polar opposite personalities. Absolutely. I know what I mean. It's all that matters, I guess. You know, we're not doing a show or anything. It's a scary place up here. <laughs> um. So I know you're excited about uh, one of your favorite beers hitting the market this week. Yes. Uh, Founders Harvest Ale uh, just got released this week in all markets throughout Michigan. So you're going to see it. Uh, Harvest Ale is one of those ales that they pick the hops, and I think it's like a 24-hour turnaround before they're in the beer. So super fresh, super hoppy, super juicy, and those also um, should be drank right away. Don't save those. I love Harvest Ales. Love them so much. Right. Um, a quick note, I forgot to put this in here, actually. Did you see Shaggy 2 Dope from ICP? I did not. He tried to drop kick Fred Durst on stage. That's awesome. I don't know why, because everything I've always read about him is they kind of gotten along, and he went to attempt to drop kick him and completely like, just grazed the back of his neck and missed completely. It <laughs> would have been really cool, but he failed. That's uh, That's awesome. It's fantastic. Pop culture so cool. at Matt and Muse. See, we're two-dimensional here. <laughs> Not quite three yet. Oh, if you saw Matt, though. he's three-dimensional. No way, he's only two. <sighs> Man, my personality's only two-dimensional. <laughs> I don't need to be reminded how fat I am. Oh, another great weekend of college football. It in was the books, actually Matt. a great week of college football. Some disappointment and some big wins. Um. It was a fantastically fun week of football to watch. It was a fantastically depressing week of football to watch as a Michigan State fan. It was depressing for me as a CMU fan because we got clobbered at home for homecoming. You guys did. And they have not had a very successful season so far? Nope. But I hear the tailgate was fun there. Tailgates are always fun. But here's my thing. No matter whatever happens to Central, I'm going to stand by their side. I will root them on. Um, Yeah, they lost 34-24 to Buffalo. Buffalo's got a great squad in the MAC. People that don't watch MAC football, just go watch it for a weekend. It's very entertaining. You get a lot of very good players in the NFL Mm -hmm. out of the MAC. Um, But their quarterback right now for Buffalo, uh, Tyree Jackson, he's just been on fire. Um, he's already got thirteen over thirteen hundred yards passing, seventeen touchdowns, only four picks. The dude just been a monster. So, um, but moving into like better football, <laughs> Michigan State, my poor Spartans, out of the top twenty five. Out of the now. top twenty five, they they had a bad game. They simply they got did. beat. 
They had very poor play calling. Defensive backs played awful. And they got beat. It was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. So I do uh, one of those fantasy pick em leagues or whatever. We just pick against the spread. And I was looking at is it the Michigan and the Michigan State game. The spread with Michigan State, I think it was 11. I think that's what um, it was at. And I, I initially took MSU. I'm like, oh, that should be an easy win. Then I went and looked at the weather. And I actually took uh, Northwestern plus 11. Did that for Michigan as well, but that didn't work out as well. So, <laughs> um, Your one, two, three, four teams all won, of course. Alabama beat Arkansas. Georgia beat Vandy. Ohio State, actually Indiana played Ohio State tough for the uh, mm-hmm. first half. And then third and fourth quarter, they kind of broke down. Notre Dame won, too. They did. Top five. They did. Well, they weren't top five yet. Oh, I guess that's true. They were um, seven. Clemson won big time over Wake Forest. I have mm-hmm. no idea what the spread was going into that game. They won by 60. That was a statement win, and Clemson needed that. Um, after last week and the debacle at the quarterback and almost dropping a game, um, they needed a big win to get their national championship playoff hopes back alive. I don't want to say back alive, but back in concrete like they have been. Um, I think that's a big win for them moving forward. Right now there's um, a 73% chance that Clemson will be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. 19% chance for them to win the championship. Gotcha. Um, they, yeah, Like you said, no, they absolutely needed that. It was They made an absolute point with that. But moving forward, number five team in the country goes down, mm-hmm. which I was happy to see because as much as I hate Florida, I hate LSU even more. <laughs> right. LSU lost to Florida at Florida 27-19. That was a great game, great upset, and that was fun to watch. You know what other game was really good? The Red River Rivalry. Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, try saying that five times. Fast. That's why I said that very slow. <laughs> No, Texas won 48-45 on a 40-yard field goal attempt um, just as time was running out. So that that rivalry, not good at saying words. Uh, I, what, rival, rivalry? How many W's are in that? This many. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that off camera. <laughs> just one. Um, no, that rivalry is back at it. Um, I think Texas is looking good. Hopefully for the next couple of years they'll be able to keep it going and yeah, I don't know. Let you want to talk about the national championship? Sure. Okay. Bring it on. Who do you think, or how many teams do you think right now have a legitimate chance to get in the playoff? Get in the playoff? Yeah. I say five. Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Notre Dame, Georgia. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, I've always been on the bandwagon of eight teams in the playoff. And you kind of see a season like that, and or like this that we're in right now. And I don't know if eight's actually the right answer. Maybe the answer is four because Ohio State against Washington. I mean, come on, putting West Virginia in that matchup, it's not going to work out well. So I don't know. I was looking at this today and seeing all the undefeated teams. I think Notre Dame has a really good chance to become the first independent team. Um, they'd probably actually probably only be the only independent team to ever make it into the playoff. But if they keep rolling like they are, um, I know they're favored in all their games from here on out. Um, they got Pitt, Navy, at Northwestern, which will be a good game. I think they should uh, easily win that, though. Um, Florida State, Syracuse, and they go to USC. But I think that last game is going to be a big one. Um, I do think 
uh, Notre Dame should win. USC isn't having the best season. But all things looking positive as long as they stay healthy, Brian Kelly is going to find himself in the college football playoff. Notre Dame still undefeated. That's good for Michigan again, like yes. we said last week. And that was a big win over another top 25 team in Vitek. Michigan is going to have to win out, obviously. Uh, they're going to have to win the Big Ten to get in. But they cannot trip up at this point. Nope. Um, they need to go into Ohio State with one loss and beat Ohio State. And I think as long as Notre Dame stays undefeated, the winner of that Ohio State-Michigan game, if both teams are currently trending the way they are and Ohio State's undefeated, Michigan has, has only one loss, that will have the biggest playoff impact on that final week. Oh, very true. Very true. But Michigan's going to have a tough road, and they do have the toughest conference in the in the um, NCAA this year. Mm-hmm. And even though Michigan State's not playing well, it's going to be tough coming to East Lansing and and beating them. It's one of those rivalry games where it doesn't matter how good or bad either team's doing. You just play differently Absolutely. when it's your rival. Absolutely. In both Michigan and Michigan State's worst of worst years, both those those games are always close. Yeah. They come down to um, a turnover, a field goal, a fumble. A botched punt. A botched punt. <laughs> <laughs> Broken hip. I mean. Yeah, poor kid. Right. Hey, man, it was worth it. Absolutely. Um, big upset, though. Auburn goes down. Mississippi State beats Auburn 23-9. to Held them just a field wow. goal. Which is fantastic. Auburn was looking like a uh, dark horse, too, for a while. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not, not anymore. No, 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 no. Definitely not. Um, Texas A&M beat Kentucky. Another big upset. Kentucky, I thought they were for real. I was starting to believe in them. And then A&M rolls into town <laughs> and makes them look silly. It's Kentucky, man. That's a basketball school. It's like Kansas when they were doing good. Like, yeah, that's that's nice, but no. We're just going to focus on basketball right now. And it was an overtime loss, too, so it was a good game through and through. Utah upset Stanford, 40-21. to Not even really close there. That was good to see. Michigan beat Maryland. They doubled their score, 42-21, if you guys didn't see that yet. Um, outside of that, the only big major thing to talk about is Iowa State being Oklahoma State. Mm. Uh, the Cyclones at 1-3 and three coming into that game beat Oklahoma State, which was pretty cool. That just ends everything Oklahoma State had going on. They've got nothing left. What scares me, though, Michigan State's going to have to struggle to make a bowl game this year. It's going to be a tough road Mm -hmm. to be bowl eligible this year, and I hope they can do it. Yeah, they they have to go to Penn State. Michigan comes to town. Purdue. Maryland's not an easy out. They host Ohio State. And they go to Nebraska and host the Rutgers at the end of the season. The Rutgers views that as a rivalry game, too. They, they come ready to play. Literally anybody that the Rutgers have a chance to beat <laughs> is a rivalry. Right, before. right. Say, so, ooh, we're playing Kansas this week. So they have two losses right now, and you could I could see them losing at least three more, if not more. They'll be underdogs in at least three games. Oh, absolutely. The two losses they have are not not good losses. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you lost to Arizona State. Yeah, at Arizona State, but it doesn't matter. And then Northwestern on home turf and homecoming by 10. And you look bad. You so. look bad. Um, staying on the uh, college football thing, big news coming out of Oklahoma. 
Rick Stoops, defensive coordinator, was let go from Oklahoma. And that's kind of the last of the Stoops connection to Oklahoma. <laughs> right. So, I mean, they the fans are calling for his head. Everybody's ready for him to go. He, they gave up way too many points so far this season. And he's gone. See you later, Ricky. He gone. He gone. Um, how many yards right now does Breeze have, do we know? Last I checked. Last I checked. He only had 62. It's not looking good for my he team had, right now. He's got 100. Okay. Hey, and a TD. All right. 100, 10 and a half minutes left in the second. Whew. Come on, Drew. This is our stats slash fact of the podcast. What are you doing? About to turn up this the is our the stat slash fact of the podcast. <laughs> All right. So usually when we do these, I find something kind of sports or game related. And I didn't this time. Is this a fact or a stat? Well, it's a fact with a stat in it. Oh, double dipping. <laughs> Hate double dippers. Unless I'm double dipping my own double dippings. In that case, it's perfectly okay. Dibble, dibble, double, double, dibble, dibble, double. <laughs> All the dads out there would get that. It's a Dr. Seuss book. Goes dibble, 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 dop, dibble, dibble, top, top, top. And Adam has been trying to read that same book to himself for the last seven years. Oh, come on. 24. <laughs> anyway, between 1942 and 1977, Roy Cleveland Sullivan, American Park Ranger at... Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to go... (laughs) 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 Shenandoah National Park was... (laughs) Shenandoah. All right, anyway, between 1942 and 1977, Roy Cleveland Sullivan, American Park Ranger, at the Shenandoah National Park was struck by lightning seven times and survived every time he was known as the human lightning rod that's it <laughs> coming up beer the podcast we have our nhl segment with our very own hockey correspondent double minor obj's and unhappy milliner we talk nfl week five and give you our week six picks Oh, yes, beer the podcast time. That's my favorite sound. Yes, love it. Um, by the title, 13 hours and 60 minutes, uh, we are drinking Sam Adams' 13th hour Belgian dark ale. Stout. Stout. Um, it's Agent Stout Oak Barrels. Sales. Cork, caged, bottle condition, chocolate, bourbon, oak, yumminess. Nine percent. That is not the official description of the beer, but it's. I don't give the official description. I give my description. It's the beer of the podcast. It's not the here. Let, it's my read. podcast, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the beer's podcast. It's the beer of my podcast. <laughs> so you do what I tell you to. <laughs> uh. Cheers, brother. Okay. 
Prost. Oh, so this is the second um, bar- barrel room collection beer we've done with Sam Adams. I am impressed yet again. They make great liquid. I'm surprised you like this one. It's not overly Belgian-y, though. The, uh, the stout kind of hides it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a Belgian guy. I don't like cloves. I don't like banana in my beer, but no, I, I, I dig this. I dig this for sure. So, we have a new segment. It's exciting. Hockey season Hockey is officially season is here. underway. We had a blog post um, come out about the wings last week by our good buddy, Double Miner. What's up, Jared? How's it going, guys? It is going wonderful. How are you? Not too bad. It's been a long day, but not too bad. <laughs> I, I've heard. <laughs> so, what are your takes so far on this young season? Well, two games in, they got another one tonight. I mean, that's as far as the Red Wings go. NHL-wise, it's been kind of crazy how high-scoring games have been. I mean, Washington's first two games, there was 13 goals, so that's pretty intense. But the Red Wings, they look as to be expected. And I think we get a long season of maybe getting a point throughout the night and hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for a lucky bounce on opening night and it just never happened. No, but it is fun. It is my favorite time of year. So it's uh it's been it's been very enjoyable the last few nights coming home, watching some hockey, drinking some beer. It's a great time of year. I think it was only fitting that the uh, first game of the Red Wings season they lost in overtime because <laughs> they did that thir- time, 13 times last year, and they opened up this season with one too. Yeah, yeah, it's getting it's getting old. But like I said, if we can get a point this year, it's uh, it's a pretty good game for Absolutely. us. I mean, our de- our defense is, is it's going to struggle this year, but our forwards actually moving the puck a little bit and power plays working out. So it's been. Pretty good start for the Wings. I'll give them that. But they got a tough couple games coming up. And they got Anaheim tonight and uh, Toronto on Thursday and Boston on Saturday. What are your thoughts on Jimmy Howard? Um, oh, that's a tough one because I personally don't care for him. But uh, in the realm of things, not a terrible goalie. I, mm-hmm. Along with a lot of other Red Wings players, I believe he's way overpaid. Um but Detroit's, you know, their ownership's loyal, and if he stays healthy, he's not a bad goaltender. But there's only so much you can do for, you know, what you got in front of you. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite to win the cup this year, Jared? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I think I think Tampa is going to pull it out this year. I like that pick. One, one, one little uh, last hurrah for old Stevie Y down there. That'd be a good way to go out. Yeah. No, I mean, with. they're they're young and they're, I mean, their core has been around for a while and they're still young and they're going to be very good for a long time and their contracts are all good. So I think they, I think they finally do it this year. You see, I still like uh, Toronto. Toronto don't take it for me. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a Maple Leafs fan by any means. Winnipeg, baby. Winnipeg, not a bad pick. Toronto, not a bad pick. They got Tavares and. Seems like players are actually starting to enjoy playing in Winnipeg. So Tavares had a hat trick last night. He did. I know he's that was he's, he's night, in. I believe Winnipeg's a much better hockey town than Atlanta ever was. 
<laughs> yeah, that's very uh, true. That's very true. There is no. I have an, I have an interesting uh, little fact of this segment. Laid on us. The all-time leading scorer in Winnipeg Jets history never played for Winnipeg. Okay. Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, you make us guess. <laughs> Ilya Kovalchuk did it. Um, crazy. Yeah, because he played for Atlanta mm-hmm. and scored all those points there. And so he still holds the franchise record, but he's never played a game for Winnipeg. For Winnipeg. That's my little claim to fame tonight. That's pretty outstanding to know. Thank you for that. <laughs> this is our stat slash fact of the podcast. That was better than Matt's. That was way better than mine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear yours yet. So. Oh, it's it's a doozy. You'll have to wait to hear it Wednesday. Cool. <laughs> um, I do have to say, though, Tavares' third goal in his hat trick last night, if you didn't see it, it was very impressive. He was falling down, got the puck back, got up, shot it. All in a matter of a couple seconds. It was amazing. Yeah, that was one heck of a goal. He's he's a man alive, it seems like. He's got a fresh start, and he's finally out of the Islander organization, which, I mean, he don't blame him for wanting man. to get out. So one last question before we let you go, uh, just because we're all Wings fans here. Do you think Stevie Y will be back in two years, year and a half? Hey. I don't know if you noticed, but I left that out of my article that I wrote for you guys. You did. That's what sparked the question. (laughs) Uh, Stevie Y, obviously, huge fan, will always be a fan. I gave him some praise in that little little couple words I wrote. Um, I can say he will almost 100% be back, but it won't be immediate. I think he's going to take a year off in between, spend some time with family back in Detroit, get acclimated, maybe take on some fake position they make for him. And then uh, once Ole Holland's deal's up, I think he'll uh, move on. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see Stevie Y cool. back so in the winged here. wheel. I mean, you are our hockey expert, so uh, we're holding you to that. Yeah. I don't know about expert, but you know, there's <laughs> there's some words going around. But I I will say this: you will not know, you will not know until he signs that contract. He's a professional; nobody will know before that time. Yeah. So I mean, that's what you, that's what we employ you for. You just have to get down there and dig through the trenches and see what you can find <laughs> out beforehand. Well, he hasn't returned my call yet. I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> just impressed you have his phone number. I have a Skype, but that's. Oh. that's about it. <laughs> Perfect. Touche. <laughs> All right. Double minor. Appreciate having you on. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. So that was the first of many times we'll be talking to Jared on this show. He is uh, born and raised a hockey guy. He knows a lot more about hockey than we do. We like to watch it and we appreciate it, but hockey runs through his veins. Yeah. We're happy to have him help us out. Yeah, we can talk about hockey all we want, but it's good to get. I never played it. You never played I it. I played street hockey all the time, but oh. I can't ice skate. Oh, like the Disney movie Brink? That was my favorite movie growing up. Jerk. <laughs>
I actually watched it a couple of weeks ago. It's not that good. No, of course not. <laughs> no. And we we watched that Johnny Tsunami in the same oh, night. Johnny Tsunami. Dude, don't. It's a waste of time. Okay, <laughs> Get the Disney app on your Fire Stick. It's, there's some good ones on there. Um, another real quick thing, something that happened last night in hockey also. Patrick Kane. I hate Patrick Kane because he plays for Chicago. Mm-hmm. played for any other team, really wouldn't mind him. No, not at all. Anyway, he became the first player in NHL history to score two game-tying goals in 30 seconds or less. He scored a goal. They scored a goal. They scored another goal. And then he scored a goal. All in 30 seconds. What? That's insane. Yep. It was amazing. Um, So, yeah. That's all I got about hockey right now. Thanks, Jared. Yeah, no, it'll be fun on. bringing him on. I'm pumped for it. I think that went really well. Um, yeah, it'll continue to get better as we do, episode after episode. Um, well, NFL. Well, when does that start? <laughs> hey, yeah, compare the first episode. We're doing oh, that fantastic. Was, that was garbage. Um, anyways, on the NFL, the big dog of pretty much every sports show. I guess. Uh, Alvin Kamara is the first player to 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards from scrimmage uh, in his first 20 games. So congrats out to him. He's having another heck of a season. Uh, I know he's playing right now Monday Night Football. He was he was going to be on the show tonight. He had yeah. a game. So. He said he could skip the game, but he really wanted to be there for Drew Brees. So. I needed him there because I need, uh, need about a 404 there, Drew. Right. Let's go. You're well on your way. Um, Adam Thielen, Minnesota Vikings, is the first player in the history of the NFL in the uh, Super Bowl era to have five consecutive weeks to open a season with 100-plus receiving yards. Adam Thielen went undrafted. He got a $500 scholarship to a Minnesota random little college, Mm -hmm. and now he is one of the most elite receivers in the NFL. And I think it helps uh, being on Minnesota – uh, I'm not, not taking anything away from him uh, by any means. I mean, he, he's a great receiver, but having him, Stefan Diggs, on the same line is a huge threat. And I think give them and Kirk Cousins a couple, a few more weeks to work things out and get used to each other. They're going to be a, a trio that's going to cause havoc uh, for the foreseeable future. Oh, absolutely. Cousins, a lot of people are scared that Cousins need a lot of time to get used to this Minnesota offense, and that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. He's He's blowing it up right now. Yeah. He's had one down game. Other than that, he's been playing out of his mind, which is yeah. great to see. You put up 31 points on the Rams and you lose. That's on your defense. It's not on you, man. Absolutely. <laughs> like. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the Rams are a good team, but absolutely against them. Um, Pat Mahomes. Threw a pick. Finally. Um, he's human. He's, he is human. Kermit the Frog. Um, his 160th throw um, was a pick. Uh, that pales in comparison to the longest streak to begin a season without a pick, which is in 2016. Uh, the Pats at that time were Brady was suspended the first four games, so they had backup quarterbacks in Jimmy G and I can't think of the other guy's name. Um, anyways, they didn't throw a pick until week 10, and it was the 258th throw without a pick. And I'm saying throw because it was not a pass because it was not complete. Like they don't have to be completed to be a throw. So literally. 258 attempts without a pick is pretty impressive. But hats off to you, Pat Mahomes, man. A lot of people doubted you coming into this season saying, hey, Andy Andy Reid made a mistake getting rid of Alex Smith, but you were tearing it up. Keep doing what you're doing, young man. Patrick Mahomes here. 
Is that more Yoda-ish or Kermit the Frog? It's Pat totally, Mahomes-ish. That's totally what the dude sounds like. But that's okay. He's very good. Um, Jai, 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 not Jai Alai, Jai Ajai tore his ACL. He had a terrible game yesterday. Well, coming to find out, he's missing an ACL. That is bad, bad, bad news for Philadelphia. He was their workhorse, and he came in the season with high expectations, and him being out the rest of the season is going to be absolutely terrible for that backfield. But it is what it is. Nothing can do about that at this point. So That division's horrible, and it just got very interesting in a yep. horrible way. It's going to be one of the worst divisions in football, and it's not by any means getting better anytime soon. Odell, very unhappy in the Big Apple. Uh, Josina Anderson asked him a couple questions over the, the weekend. Uh, asked him if there was a problem at quarterback. Oh, I don't know. Are you happy in New York? Eh, that's a tough question. Mind you, he just signed a five-year, $95 million extension. So after complaining about not getting the ball thrown more than 20 yards down the field, OBJ does OBJ things. He threw and caught his first touchdown of the year on Sunday. Um, for 57 yards. He literally threw the ball 57 yards. The guy caught it, touchdown. Um, so rather than complaining about a lack of 20-yard plays, he just took decisions into his own hand. And this is going to play all the, all the positions now. So. I mean, he can't be a worse quarterback than Eli. No. But that, Eli, I can't believe Eli has won multiple Super Bowls. <laughs> I can't believe they took Saquon Barkley with the number two pick. They need a quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Like Saquon's a beast, though. I, I know. I he know. Has, he has helped them a lot this yes, year already. But you only have one win, and you don't have any answer behind uh, Manning, who... He's getting old. A year or two, maybe? If that, he gets hit wrong, he's done. He he's not pull, coming he back. He pull from, a Peyton. Right. He, no. He's too old to pull a Peyton. No, like break your neck and come back and play two more years? He's too old. Painting. I think he's too old for that. He maybe he is. No, but, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. I mean, he's no Cooper. Cooper, is he'd be in the Hall of Fame already. Heck yeah. Cooper's my dog. Never met the uh, guy. Anyways. Oh, your dog's Lucy. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Cooper is a good dog. Uh, the Giants do need a quarterback behind them. <laughs> That's all, all I got to say about that. I was wondering where you're going. Right? <laughs> Marshawn Lynch is pissed. Um... Ball on the one-yard line for Oakland, and Carr threw a pick instead. Yep. Does that remind you of anything, my good friend? That reminds me of a Super Bowl. It was a Super Bowl forty-nine by chance. It might have been. might have been an exact Super Bowl. I don't blame him, dude. Like, you're a yard out. Just pound it up the middle. Marshawn Lynch is one of the hardest runners in the history of the NFL. Give him the ball. The Was it the Texans last night? It wasn't at the end of the game or anything. Uh... Record done. Drew Brees just passed the all-time yards record. Not That's that great. Live. Yeah, did I win my fantasy <laughs> game? Yet? I'm happy for him and everything, but nope. Breaking news. Two days later. <laughs> Man, we're good at that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, where was I? Oh yeah, dude. When you're, or there were even a couple. I need one point. Oh, Sorry. Right. Continue. You got this. Um, there were always already a couple of. Uh, Fourth and ones. Dude, when you're fourth and under a yard, 
you got to go for it. Quarterback sneak, or when you have Marshawn Lynch in your backfield, just give him the ball. He'll pound it up the middle. Absolutely. So, Have you ever heard of uh, Davis Webb? The golfer? No, the quarterback. No, I have not. He is currently the backup for Eli Manning. Is he old? Is he young? He is young. January 22nd and 95, he was born. Drafted in third round, 2017. He's from University of California. Huh. Never heard of him. So anyway, he's Ca- he's their backup right California now. California has put out a couple good quarterbacks. Well, this guy looks like he can get satellite radio with his ears. So, <laughs> Do you know possibly of one Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yep. He went to Cal. I understand that. That's great. He sat behind uh, Favre for a couple years. Yeah, well, are you now comparing Brett Favre to Eli Manning? (laughs) No, I'm just... I'd love to see Eli Manning try to pull off a pair of Wrangler five-star denim jeans. He can't. He cannot put denim jeans on and then throw a football 60 yards in somebody's backyard. I don't care what you say. Eli Manning is not Brett Favre. Eli Manning can't drive a tractor. He can't grow a beard. Eli Manning... He probably doesn't even know how to drive a stick shift. Eli Manning is the fifth worst Manning. <laughs> both of his brothers and his dad and his mom. And it's true. Fact. Heard it here. Eli Manning. So when you build a totem pole, you put the important people at the top and least important at the bottom. There's four above ground. Eli is the... The base underneath the ground, like the piece of concrete that keeps the totem pole from falling over, nobody wants to see it. Nobody cares that it's there. They're just happy to see the beautifulness that is the Manning family, except for Eli. I don't like any of them except Cooper. I think Cooper's on the top and everyone else is holding them up. You don't like Archie Manning? No. Cry, baby. No, I like You don't like Mrs. Manning? Oh, okay, I'll give this. I bet you she makes a damn good pecan pie. I bet she does. No, I don't like Archie Manning for what he did to Eli in the draft. Fair enough. That's why. As a player, yeah, he was great. Don't get me wrong. But and I'll, I just don't like the Mannings. I don't know. Sorry. No, I don't care. I just think Eli's pathetic. He's got more rings than I can even dream to have. <laughs> it's not hard. So, yeah, that's the Giants' backup quarterback, apparently. I already forgot his name. <laughs> Davis Webb. Davis Webb. Uh, stick with the Giants. Landon Collins was very outspoken against the referees this last week. And he said, I quote, we need better refs. Um, it's getting to the point in the NFL where players are getting upset, coaches are getting upset, obviously fans are getting upset. There was a roughing the passer call against Michael Bennett um, where he hit Kirk Cousins too low, I guess, and it screwed over the Eagles. Michael Bennett got pushed to the ground by the offensive lineman, grabbed Kirk Cousins' ankles. Kirk Cousins fell down. Michael Bennett let go of Kirk Cousins' ankles, mm-hmm. got flagged. That was the worst call ever because he did not rip, like, try to pull him out of his stance or anything. Nothing malicious. Absolutely not nothing all. malicious. So it's what do we do anymore? And there's even this this week I've noticed there's even been discrepancy on what's a catch, what's not a catch. And that's supposed to have been solved. That's supposed to have a definitive answer. And there's still people not sure of what it is anymore. And then you hear these commentators trying to argue on behalf of the referees. And that's what they're getting paid to do. 
and the rules experts they bring on the on the game, they're trying to argue on behalf of the rest of referees because that's what they're getting paid to do. And when they are clueless and they don't know how to argue for what the refs are trying to call, and when the refs are convening trying to figure out why they threw a flag, it's getting almost impossible to watch at times. It's tough. The catch rule isn't clear still because it says in there anything that is a football move. It never defines football move, but I'm over that, so let's move on to the hitting. They... They're going to have to do something to help these defenders, and it could be as simple as when in the situation of Michael Bennett, oh, hey, you had him down, blow the whistle. Like, rather than having um, Cousins have the chance to fall down, just blow the whistle, blow him down. Hey, you had him strapped or whatever, however you want to word it. But I think you've done so much, taken so much away from them, you have to give them this. Like, you don't want them to go and knock the quarterback down. Cool. We'll go and give him a hug. Yep. And But the ref has to call that as a tackle then if they really want to make this game fair on either side of the ball. Because right now, the quarterbacks have the advantage. Unlim- literally unlimited power. Yeah. There was a hit on Stafford this weekend where uh, I forgot who the defender was, but he avoided Stafford, but his, his arm hit him still. I was waiting for a flag. We were winning, so I really didn't care. But Stafford ended up falling down. Okay, was that a hit then? After the pass? Was that roughing the passer? I don't know. And it's, I'm not saying that they will, but some of these quarterbacks, they could start flopping. Why the hell would you Essentially, yes. I mean, if, if you're going to need a flag thrown on you, you know that pass is going to be an interception or that pass is going to be incomplete. Oh, he bumped you. Fall down. Yeah. That's what they're calling anymore. It's going to happen. I mean, it's... It's frustrating. It's really frustrating to watch this game because a big play could happen and you are you can't get excited yet because you're waiting for a penalty. Mm-hmm. You're waiting for a flag to, ha- to be thrown. And it's there's no reason it should be. So I've said this before and I'll continue to say this. These guys come in the league, both the receivers that are um, unprotected receivers and these quarterbacks that apparently are so protected you can't even blow on them. They come in the league, they get paid millions of dollars. They're professional athletes. They know they're coming to this league to sacrifice their body for our entertainment and to make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. They should know that with that comes the potential for serious catastrophic injury, breaking arms and legs, hurting ligaments. I mean, it's grown men, humongously huge men, bashing each other for 60 minutes. Exactly. And you, you need to know that even going into college, hey, you're a grown man, you're 18 years old. You need to understand that you have the potential um, of a consequence of not being able to walk ever again. If you're fine with that, more power to you. You're going to have the ability to, like you said, make a ton of money. But you're accepting the responsibility and the actions and the consequences of what could come from those actions. Yep. And if you're, obviously you're paying your quarterbacks a ton of money. They're the highest paid position. The fact that you're willing to pay one guy so much money and he could be out in a blink of an eye, he could be out the rest mm-hmm. of the season, that sucks. You know what? Train your backups better. Yeah. Get your backups ready to be in the game no matter what the cost. Just in case something happens, be prepared to put them in at the blink of an eye. It shouldn't be an issue. I mean, these guys are coming to the league knowing they're going to get their butts handed to them every yep. single time they're out in the field. They shouldn't have to be protected so much. Obviously, you shouldn't make these yeah. blatant. It shouldn't be 
NFL blitz out there. Right, right. No, and I totally get that too. Like, yes, protect them to a point, but at the same time, you, you have to look at it like I'm a football player. Exactly. Football's a rough sport. Yeah. But it's it, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think the rest of the season is going to just make a lot of people upset. But hopefully not. It I is really what it is. Doesn't. I mean, I don't think you're going to see a change anytime really soon. They are evolving, which I guess is a good thing. But um, as far as an actual change, I I still think we're kind of stuck. In yeah. The I mean, Michael Bennett's just the, the latest and so exactly. far a long line of people that get getting screwed this, over the call. This Clay is Matthews the f- is... For once, did not have a call against him this week. Right. This is the flavor of the year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. This is the new you know, catch rule. Yeah, exactly. It was a catch rule last last year. It's now the tackle rule. No, granted, I understand that sometimes receivers will get hit really hard. Like, if their quarterback leaves a ball over the middle of the field, they deserve to get hit really hard. Because exactly. the quarterback should be better than that. However, Brandon Cooks was running upfield and got straight up speared by the cornerback and he went out of the game it was i don't say i don't want to say it was a dirty hit it was just an odd angle mm-hmm. i mean the guy came in he came in flying ready to smoke him good that's what you're supposed to do heading right. the ball knock the ball out make the hit hurt he's the one trying to run up field at you same time though brandon cooks tried to lay a blow and he took all of it um, pretty sure he got knocked out in the field. Concussion protocol hasn't been cleared for next week yet. Um, so between Cooks and Cup, the Los Angeles Rams have two of their star receivers on the concussion protocol as of right now. So best of luck to them. That's another thing that's very important that the NFL is watching is concussions. But we uh, wish them the best. Uh, Lions this weekend. <laughs> They won. I'll give them that. No, 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 no. Packers lost. Packers lost that game. (laughs) They did, but come on. Let's give our Lions some credit. The Lions did one. They did not play good at all. Um, However, when Mason Crosby misses four field goals and an extra point, uh, you got to take what they give you. And it's the NFL. you got to take your wins. I did a minute with Muse uh, earlier today, or Monday. That's what I said. Um, It's true, though. You, you got you got to take what they give you. Yeah, cool. You beat Aaron Rodgers. You beat the Packers. You know what? You also beat Tom Brady and the Patriots. And guess what? You're still 2-3, and three, and you're probably only going to get like six wins in the season. Yep. I mean, they got bye week coming up, and hopefully they uh, they need they need two wins after bye week. Yeah. If they can't win those games, they're done. Right. Um, things I learned from this weekend, Galladay is a beast. He is he, – he, if he keeps playing like this, Golden Tate does not have a job with the Lions next year. True, unless the Lions somehow figure out how to be a team. If they get Galladay and Golden Tate, oh yeah, and, and they actually have a legitimate defense and they have a legitimate backfield, I don't think they can afford Golden Tate though. No, but he, Golden Tate's proven that he can play on multiple right. different teams. My only hope is Golden Tate. I believe my inkling is he really likes Detroit. That maybe they can work something out, but that benefits both sides. Who knows? I don't know what kind of person he is. He's a good guy because he did he didn't hold a crying baby girl yeah. after an accident on the highway on six ninety six on his way to the practice facility last week. Yeah. He's a good person. Good person. Um, Jamal Agnew, uh, my torn his ACL out for the season. 
Possibly. Uh, nothing's been confirmed yet. We'll keep everyone updated on that on our Facebook page. But something I wanted to ask you. Um, <clears throat> heard it today. And NFC North, uh, right now, the Lions only have they got one win right now. Um, what, over the last five years, so since 2013, who do you think the best team in the NFC North has been when playing only NFC North teams? So, I heard something about this earlier today, and I was shocked with the answer when I uh, looked it up. It's Detroit Lions. By a lot. By a landslide. <clears throat> Detroit Lions, since 2013, including the 2013 season, are 21-10 and 10 against the NFC North. Green Bay's in second at 18-13-2. and two. That's three and a half, three, four games with the ties. Four games below the Lions. Then you got Minnesota at 15-14-2, and two, basically 500. Chicago at a dismal 6-24. Now, the crazy thing. Division titles in that time period, Green Bay has three, Minnesota has two. Detroit has zilch. Detroit needs to win some games against non-division opponents and on the road. I will continue taking this dominance any day of the week. They have not they've had a winning record against the division since 2012. Yep. So keep doing what they're doing at the division. I think they kind of got that figured out. Win more and lose less. But you gotta figure out everything else going on. So far, only two wins this year against two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Why aren't we beating the guys we're supposed to be? If you tell me at the beginning of the season you're going to beat the Packers and you're going to beat the Patriots, I'm going in the by 4-1 at least. Yeah. And that's giving a game away against the Niners, uh, the Jets, and the Cowboys. I don't know. they they got to get their stuff together. Bye week. Bye week's here. Bye week's here. All right. Let's bring on Brian. Hey. Hi, Brian. Um, everybody, this is Brian Rusk. He is a friend of mine from back in my high school days. He's Hello. going to be our guest picker of the week. Brian, how about you introduce yourself real quick? My name's uh, Brian Rusk, like you said. Um, graduated in 2010 from Freeland, Michigan. Uh, I don't know what else to say about myself, but <laughs> it's good It's good to be on the show. Already more excited than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Glad to be here. Um, so, all right, let's just jump right in the games. Uh, Alrighty. So, so, first off, I got them all. I got so, them all circled out and everything. I'm ready for you. Good. 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 That's what I like to hear. First game yeah. Thursday night game next week. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets, or excuse me, New York Giants. Who do you got? Brian? I am. Uh, I'm liking the uh, Eagles on that one. Uh, I don't know. It's Giants haven't been really impressing me too much this year, so I think I gotta. Go with the Super Bowl champs there. Yeah, I think on a short week, Philly's the easy choice. Um, overall, they're a better team. Yeah, JHI's out, but they're going to figure that running game out pretty quick. And I, I, oh, yeah. It's going to be an easy win for them. Oh, and stinking. We were just talking about Eli Manning, how pathetic he's been so far. And they've got a lot of arguments happening on the sidelines between the receivers and their, and their backfield. So, yeah, Philadelphia's got this one on lock. They got one heck of a O line too. You got to give them that. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, game of the week Sunday. We got Los Angeles Rams at Denver Broncos. Are you taking Rusk? Well, I had Rams winning the Super Bowl, and uh, it's kind of hard to stray away from them this year. They're 
unbelievable. So I think I'm going to go Rams over Denver on that one. Absolutely. Same thing for me. I mean, they're 5-0 and right now. They had a close one this last week, but they, uh, they're playing with something to prove. They're playing the, to show that they're a good team, and I think they really are. So I think they're going to take Denver, no problem. I oh, agree. Yeah. I think it's the same. Uh, the Rams are just too good. Denver's just kind of lost it out there in the intermediate world. And, uh, yeah, take the Rams. Hey, I live my entire life in the intermediate world. It's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night game. <laughs> you didn't even know what to say back. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Neither of us did. <laughs> I was speaking really hard, too. Nothing. <laughs> Sunday night game. Got Kansas City Chief at New, New England. Russ, who do you got, buddy? Um, I think Kansas City, just because of my grudge towards New England. <laughs> it, that, that's going to be such a close, like close game, but I think Kansas City's going to take it. Plus, I hate the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, and it hurts me saying that. But <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, um, hey, I agree with you. I think Kansas City's defense ultimately is going to be too much for for uh, the Patriots. They've got, yeah, they got their receivers back in rotation. Um, but between the high scoring game, it's going to end up being Kansas City's got the more elite defense. And the Lions proved that playing against New England earlier this year. So I think Kansas City's going to take them simply on that fact. Okay. And plus, just the fact that the Lions beat New England, that's got to be a pretty bad sign for the Patriots <laughs> this year. Kansas City's defense is the worst in the NFL. No. They're like 30th. Yes. I don't believe you. Yes. Um, I bet you New England's worse than them. New England's not good, but New England's better. Um, Kansas City coming off their win against the Jags, which they didn't really look that great. Um, New England's on a semi-bye since they played Thursday night. They're getting Gronk back. Um, Edelman's back. Gordon already caught a touchdown. Kansas, or New England is setting things right to make this stupid middle-of-the-season run that they've been doing for the last decade and a half. Tom Brady's going to tear his ACL. New England wins. <laughs> Maybe his PCL. Maybe both. Maybe his face. Tom, if Tom Brady tear, tore his face, it would be an uproar. <laughs> Monday night game. <laughs> San Francisco yeah, okay, 49ers. I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> San Francisco the 49ers at the Green Bay Packers. Russ, lay it on me. What you got? Green Bay. Just... The fact they're at home, there's really not much you can do against the Rambo Field Green Bay. Yeah, I I agree with you. That's a big part of it. On top of that, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. They had C.J. Bethard, their backup in, who was – I mean, he had a decent game this week for being green. Um, I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to take it to him, though. The 49- Jimmy's got to get that porn star back. <laughs> the 49ers lost Jimmy G. And the only game they won before that was against the Lions. That that's got to be a bad sign. They might beat the Cardinals down the road, but they're going to finish two and fourteen. So I'm taking Green Bay. All right, and our last game: Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Should be a really good game. I hope. Rusk, who wins? That's the game I'm looking forward to the most, to be honest. Um, I think I'm going Cincinnati, though. And uh, I don't think he listens to the show, but I'm picking Cincinnati due to my uh, longtime rival, uh, Jake Bakerstaff, liking, liking uh, Pittsburgh so much. So, 
Well, tell him listen to the show. He'll love it. <laughs> I will. <laughs> but I, I, I do see since since he uh, being a better team in that situation. Ben's uh, getting over the hill there, but he's still phenomenal. But I don't know. I, I think since he's a better team. Yeah, I went back and forth a few times with this one. Um, Roethlisberger hasn't had an exceptional season that far. I mean, he's had a few shiny moments, but without a strong presence in the backfield, that's hurting him big time. They have to rely on their pass, and if he's not on, he's not gonna he's not gonna win that game. And there's been plenty of times this year where he hasn't been on. I think Andy Dalton, I think he's done very well so far this year. And I see, I mean, they're going to be home. I see them winning at home. I really you can do. always rely on the gingers too, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> they do have souls. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to keep agreeing with you guys. <laughs> I think this game is a toss-up. Um, I'm going to take Pitt. I don't know why. Uh, Good it's, reason. It's Good at reason. Cincinnati. Um, I I think Cincinnati is going to definitely be the favorite, but I really just want don't want to do what you guys are doing. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Devil's um, advocate. I Yeah, it's, I'm a devil's advocate. It's one of the situations where you get the guy that you're uh, having dinner with and you don't want to order the same food as him. That's right, just... <laughs> exactly. You don't want to look like a weirdo. <laughs> like, by the way, both you guys have the same picks. So, weirdos. Uh, no, smart. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan, though. Antonio Brown, fire up chips. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Go green, go white. <laughs> Ross, it's like a shame to say to that you, this year, but yeah. It's great having you on, my friend. It's good, having, it's good being on here. It was a pleasure. Hope to talk to you soon. Best of oh, luck for sure. and everything. Thanks, man. Have a good one. All right, well, special thank you to Brian for coming on. Happy to have him. Always happy to have guests on. We need more friends to want to be on the show. If anyone wants to come on the show and just talk randomness, I mean, feel free to reach us. <laughs> at at? Muse at gmail.com. Call or text 989-372-1391. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Matt and Muse. Or you can always reach us at madmuse.com. We've got a Contact Us page. Um, our latest five uh, podcasts are on there. And we'll be back on Monday. See ya. That was the Matt Muse Show. Thank you for listening.